Good morning. Are you ready to receive? Amen. Will you hand me my Bible there, please? And uh, turn to Proverbs. I think it's chapter 3, I believe. And uh, will you go get that, that bar in there? Yeah, you'll see it. You'll know. Oh. Oh. Real quick. Just felt like I needed to say that. Ooh, ah. Jeez. <laughs> it says, it's stamped on there. It says 999.95 gold, weight 1,000 grams. That seems awfully light. 1,000 grams doesn't seem like right, but it's just a prop, people. It's just a prop. It doesn't, I don't just leave a bar of gold sitting in my office, but I mean, one day, you know, a paperweight, you know, but, but yeah, pretty cool. And um, I got it just, just to show this one verse, and I want you to see this, is, uh, you know, gold is very heavy, and the word talks about uh, honoring the Lord and honoring people. Elders are worthy of du double honor. Honor your parents even. This is something that you probably need to think about. Um, but one of the things that it says about honor is that it's weighty. And of course, used to when they would measure out something that was valuable, the more weighty the item was, the more valuable it was. And so gold as a standard had more weight you know, per square inch than other things, so it was considered more valuable, plus it was shiny, and uh, of course, we know what that does to ladies, so that was a good joke, and uh, <laughs> that was a good joke. All the, men, all the men were like, I don't know, I don't know if I can laugh at that or not, I'm not sure, so it's true, I mean, just, just accept it, ladies like shiny stuff, and uh, and small boxes, if it's a small box birthday or a small box Christmas, yeah, see, there you go. I mean, that's just the way it works. I'm good with it. And um, I only wasn't good with it when I didn't believe that God was my source. That was the only time I wasn't good with it because I'm like, where's this coming from? But anyway, now I know the Lord will supply. Amen. So, but think about this. Think how hard in our lives what this represents, our paycheck and everything like that. Think how much we work for this. We work for riches and we work for these and I was just reminded of this while we were opening up thinking about going into kickstart ready a kickstart 2022 are you ready but I just thought about this because you know what Nicole was saying and I've been wanting to say this so I felt like this was a good time and I want you to see what you're stepping into this week I want you to see what you're stepping into this week so Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 13 13 through 16. So it says, How blessed is the man who finds wisdom. Of course, we're talking about the wisdom of God. How blessed is the man who finds the wisdom of God and the man who gains understanding. For her profit, the wisdom of God's profit. Okay? Wisdom's profit, heavenly, godly wisdom. For her profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain better than fine gold, than fine gold. 
She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire compares with her. There is, now hear this, this is the Lord speaking. There is nothing, nothing that you desire, nothing that compares with the wisdom of God. I want you to think about that. That means every desire you will ever have in your life, the wisdom of God is more profitable. The wisdom of God and word of God is more profitable than that, right? Nothing you desire compares with her. Long life is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. Now, think about this. If I said, right, if I said and I announced it to the community, this weekend or this week during Kickstart, every night, every person that shows up, I'm going to give $100,000 to. Right? Yeah. Amen. Mark, Mark was like, what? <laughs> if I said it, it's an example, so I don't, I don't want the kids getting too hyped up, okay? But think about that. And the community believed me. If the community actually believed I had the resources and I had the ability and I was a man of my word, what would this place look like all week? We'd have to lock the doors. We'd have to lock the doors. But this verse right here from the mouth of God says, my wisdom is better than all of that. So you're going to get something this week that's going to unlock something in you. Maybe, maybe this week it's finances. Maybe this week it's health and healing. Maybe this week it's vision for your destiny that God has for you. Maybe, who knows what it is, but the issue is that whatever it is, when it's a word from God, it's more precious than all the silver and all the gold and every one of your desires. So now the question is, and we have to let this change us, how do we approach the word of God? How should we approach it this morning? How should we approach it this week? Because everything we've ever worked for in all of our life, one word from God is worth more than that. One word from God is worth more. Why? Because one word from God can create a universe. Everything we've ever worked for, it's been in this earth, right? Everything we've ever worked for, God created it with a word. One word of God's wisdom can create it all. He can give you one word, one idea, put you on the right project, and all of a sudden you're a multimillionaire, just like that overnight. One word from God. See, the issue is we've been attacking this thing and our lack the wrong way. If we'd attack it through Christ, we'd have everything we need. If we'd go after it through Christ, we'd have everything. Because one word of God's wisdom is, has more profit than all the silver, all the gold, and everything that we desire. Amen? So when you see that, and I want you to think about it is, if I'll just esteem the Word of God, do we have a Word of God coming this morning? Yeah. Oh, you better believe you do. Do we have a Word of God coming this week? Yeah. Are you excited for it? Yeah. Are you going to receive something greater than gold this week? Are you open to receive? See, now the devil wants us to back off of that. Ah, oh, it's just another church meeting. I've been to those before. I've felt the power. I've seen the power of God. No, his word is alive. It's fresh every day. There's more and more increase in it and overflow. There's more and more and more from glory to glory and faith to faith, victory to victory, triumph to triumph. Abundance to abundance, it's all in him. It's only when we approach it like the Israelites in the desert 
And the people at Nazareth that look at it and just go, oh, yeah, I've been there before. I've, I've done that. Yeah, good times. That's when we cut off the power of God. That's when we cut it off. Well, God's more powerful than that. Yeah, but he gives us the choice. And when we harden our heart towards what he can do and what he is doing, we shut that off. His wisdom is more precious and more profitable than silver, gold, and any desire, any desire you'll ever have, any desire, God will give it to you. Amen? All right. You ready to receive this morning? Hallelujah. You like those new offering envelopes? You see how they're confessing? This is our year of multiplied increase. Amen? This is our year. Uh, I want, uh, if you'd like to give today, that wasn't the offering message. We're getting ready to have it. But um, that was a good one. That was a good one. Just listen to the Lord. He'll profit you. Amen? But um, <laughs> that's all there is to it. But one of the things I want you to see is if, if you're giving, you can make a check out to Boomerang Church. If, or you can go to givebc.org. They're going to put that up. But to do the offering message, I want to introduce to you uh, Corey Johnston. And uh, amen. Amen. Love you. <laughs> I asked him to do the offering about five minutes ago. So amen. So, um, so these are some of our best friends, and they've been partners with Boomerang. So maybe one of the first partners we ever had. And uh, we went up, actually, or I went up to uh, the Washington, D.C. victory campaign with Brother Copeland. It was about eight years ago or something. 2013. I'm glad you keep up with that. Thanks. I appreciate it. So nine, year, nine years ago in June or July. And, uh, and so. November. November. Thank you. <laughs> I knew that part. You said June or July. So. Yeah, I, I did. I, I missed it. Yeah, I was thinking another one. I'm yeah. probably never going to be asked to come up again, so I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. right. <laughs> it was it was November. I I was thinking I was thinking November, but I said June, July. Um, anyway, so we were there. What what was the hotel? Holiday Inn. I think it was a Holiday Inn. We had never stayed there before because it was it had green in it. So yeah, I remember that on the wall. Yeah, it had green in it. What room were you in? I have no idea. I have no idea. I will take a word of wisdom to get that, or a word of knowledge. Um, so anyway, we were at the D.C. Victory Campaign. That's the only year I've ever gone to that meeting. And uh, you guys were staying at the same hotel, and, and they kept following me. It was like I would walk, they'd get in the elevator at the same time. I was like, yeah, I was like, man, these, these people, what are they doing, you know? And uh, no, it was really like, you know, I, I saw him multiple times because we were staying at the same hotel, and I was like, man, I just, like, in my spirit, I just love what they were carrying in their spirit, just the spirit of the Lord. And eventually, like, the third day, you know, second or third day, I was like, so apparently we need to meet or something. And, and so we talked, and uh, we just, we talked and became friends, and the Lord just blessed the relationship, and it's been awesome. And they are some of our best friends. And uh, we went to, they're here all week. Glory to God for Kickstart. So they plan just to be here for Kickstart. And uh, they've actually been traveling. This is like the third week. Y'all are away from home, right? And, uh, but they plan to be here. Y'all never been able to be here for the whole week. So it's awesome. We're so honored to have you. 
and uh, Boomerang, these guys have been supporting you even if you didn't know it. They've been supporting you in prayers and giving and uh, being a blessing. And uh, y'all been blessed as well through the relationship. But anyway, I want, I'd like for you to do the offering. Just be led and I love you. Amen. Can I keep your prop? I'm you like, absolutely I can, yeah. Um, so it's great to be here. It's an honor to, to be up here. I, I actually this morning said to my wife, um, I thought you were going to ask me to say hi. <laughs> and then when he came up to me and he went to, to say something to me and he says, do you have an offering and tithe message? And I said, sure. <laughs> but I had a, a message, well, message meaning just to say hi and, and something that flows in with everything and, and so does this. So I believe I'm hearing from the Lord. So when I was talking to, I'm trying to think who, she, I don't know what, I remember what her name is, but she was on this side and she, Marky, I know your name, Marky, I'm sorry. My pastor always says under the anointing, he forgets names, so I'm going to, I'm going to use that. I don't know how much time I got, but I'll try to make it like 10 minutes or less, but Pastor Nicole told me I needed to tell a joke if I came up here. So I'm going to ask my wife to come up and tell a joke because she's funnier. No? She's... Do you have a joke, honey? No, nothing? Nothing? All right, well, that was my joke. Um, so, but what had come up in my spirit, and it flows with what Pastor Brian was saying, was that last year, well, so you, you found out how we met them eight years ago, and then the Lord, like eight months later, told us to partner with Boomerang. Now, we had never heard him preach or, or anything. We just know what the word of the Lord was to us to, to partner. So we started partnering with them, and then we started bumping into them in different meetings and so forth. And then he got us hooked up with Rodney Howard Brown and Pastor Tracy and so forth. Well, last year when we were here, we were here for Sunday and then Monday night, and we left. And we were about three hours into the road. And when I was talking to Marky, this is what I told her, and this is what had come up in me that I was supposed to share. And then I'm going to see how that flows into what the Lord dropped into me afterward about the offering. <clears throat> so... We were about four hours into the drive, three to four hours, and the Lord started talking to me. He said, you know, that's a divine uh, relationship that you have with Pastor Brian, and you need to be gleaning more than you are from that. And I was like, ugh. I'm like, we're four hours into a 12-hour ride. Are we supposed to go back? Are we supposed to go back, Lord? Like, and I had a piece that we could keep going, but that we were to glean more from him and so we started, well, my, my wife started faithfully watching the, the broadcast pretty much every day. Um, at least when What's the Words comes on. The, the stuff in the beginning is awesome, but it's hard to, to have two or three hours in the middle of every day. So she was watching What's the Word, and I would watch it, and then I would fall away, and then I'd watch it. And so I've recommitted to, to doing that because the Lord has put it on my heart. So we... We were looking forward a year ago to coming back because what the Lord had put in our heart to be here. So we knew that no matter what, we were, we were going to be here for the week. So divine connections and, uh, and, and, and the people that God puts in your life, not only your pastor, but ministries and so forth, are very, very important. And it's part of the, the plan God has for your life because those people that are in your life will help you along the way that you're supposed to go. And he has a path for you, and as you go along that path, these people will come into your life. But if the people that I'm supposed to meet are over here, and I'm over here, I can't possibly meet them, right? 
So the offering that the Lord put in my heart was in Matthew 25, um, starting in verse 14. And it's the parable of the talents. And this will fit right in with this. And I'm just going to read part of it, because I think we probably all know it. And I'm going to try to... I didn't have my, my glasses with me, so let me see what I can do here. And I, I use the King James Version because... It's what Jesus used when he was here. So, and it was, so there's my joke. My kids say I'm not funny, so I'll have to play this for them. And um, they'll still say I'm not funny. But anyway, so, I'm on the roll, right? Must be the anointing up here. Now I know where you get your jokes. Wow. Does it, get, does it get better up there? <laughs> All right. Let's see here. All right. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to the several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made five more talents. And likewise, he that received two also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of these servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought under five, another five talents, saying, Lord, thou gave unto me five talents, Behold, I have gained besides them five talents. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Now, if we continue to read, then for time's sake, someone was given two, and he increased, and the one that had one took, let's say this is the talent, and he buried it in the ground and came back, and he gave it back to him. But a lot of times we'll look at different things revolving around money and that talents that he's given you, you may think of it as money or what have you, but the talents can be um, the giftings that he's put in your life through someone else too. And what are you doing, what are you doing with that? When he gives you a word, like Pastor was talking about earlier with wisdom, that word is worth more than this or anything else because with that word, you can get what you need here. You can get healing. You can get anything in the kingdom you need through what he's telling you. So as, and I don't know if someone will have to, I don't know how, what, you know, someone will have to actually receive the offering for me because, or if you all know what to do. But I assume here's an, you guys know what to do to give. But so as you take... <laughs> Um, but as you're, as you're giving, it's not just about your finances, it's about everything that you do and what do you do with what God gives you. If God puts someone in your, in your life like a pastor and that's supposed to be your pastor and you're not there, you're not going to be able to fulfill the call of God in your life until you're obedient to do what he's telling you to do. So each step of obedience, so with the talents he's given you and what he's told you about what he's given you, what are you doing with it? Because when we get to heaven and we give an account, we want to hear what this first servant heard was, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So it's not just about the increase here. It's 
the rewards will get there, but it starts with obedience, with your giving. And this is like, can be the hardest part for people because everybody needs finances, right? So this is trusting God. I trust you. If he gives you a number, then that's what you give. I know this is a more church Sunday morning, so it's tithes and, and offerings. But as this week, hopefully you've purposed in your heart to give. Because you don't come into a, now I'm getting the other message, but as you come into a meeting, isn't the time to say, okay, what do you want me to give, Lord? I'm going to purpose in my heart now, because then when he tells you the number, you don't have it. What are you purposing right now for a year from now for that meeting? Lord, let me purpose in my heart. What, what is my part in this? And then you can prepare. Give up a coffee a week or whatever. And it's easier than coming in and going, okay, now what am I going to give? Well, okay. But that's part of this whole thing with the, the giftings that he's given you and the word that he's given you. So hopefully that made sense because it kind of dropped in my heart after I said sure. Um, and um, and I, I knew the Lord would give me something. Um, but anyway, so as we take our tithes and offerings, can we, can I pray over them now? Is that, okay. And then I guess we'll come up here and present them to the Lord. So dear Heavenly Father, as we take our tithes and our offerings, Lord, we just praise you and thank you that you are giving us multiplied increase, not only in this year, but every year to come, Lord. We thank you and praise you for the talents and the giftings that you've given to us. Help us to see those. Sometimes we may overlook the little things in our life that you're doing, but it's those little things that as we follow and are obedient to that, that the blessing comes. So we praise you and thank you for 30, 60, 100-fold return according to their faith, according to their faith with what they're giving. We praise you and thank you for a great week. In Jesus' name, amen. You can bring it forward. Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you and worship you, give you all of the glory and the honor and the praise. Thank you, Father, for supernatural multiplied increase in Jesus' name and abundance for every good work. If that's you, just say, I receive an abundance for every good work in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and, and your mercy. Oh, really? <laughs> she said the super kid lesson today is on honor. So how about that? Amen. You may be seated. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you. That's the one I need. That one's for y'all. That's for somebody who ever grabs it. Amen. Hallelujah. Looks like we had our bathroom run over tithes and offerings. Amen. This week will be at 630. Uh, we will have special guests on the Lunch Plus broadcast every, uh, every day this week. It's going to be awesome. We're looking forward to that. And uh, I believe uh, Corey is going to be there on Monday. And um, he, he, just, he just found out. And... Um, <laughs> Corey and Brandy, probably Brandy too. What do y'all think? Brandy should be on there. Yeah. Yeah. Since she laughed at him, now she gets now she gets that. Yeah. Everybody'll love to hear from you, so it'll be awesome. So, um, and then uh, on Tuesday is Pastor Anthony Wade from Ohio will be here. He'll be on the broadcast. Yeah, amen. And then on uh, Wednesday will be Eddie Smith, Pastor Eddie Smith. 
And uh, one of those days will be, I believe, Brother Tracy, and we're finding out there'll be some more. So we're figuring that out for Thursday and Friday. So anyway, looking forward to it. It's going to be a great, great week. Get ready. It's going to, you know, on Lunch Plus, it'll be awesome. Every night at 630 is going to be awesome. And just get ready. I'm ready to receive something that's more profitable than silver and gold. Amen. Are you ready to receive something more profitable than silver and gold? I don't know what to do with y'all sitting over here. I'm used to you sitting behind us over here. <laughs> I hear amens coming from behind me. I don't know what to do with y'all sitting over here. Like, I walked in, I'm like, what in the world? Yeah, it, kept, it did. I was like, man, things are changing. <laughs> things are changing. Amen. Well, we've been talking about the two parts of life and uh, felt led to continue that this morning. And... Uh, We've been talking about being positioned to receive. And so being positioned to receive. John 10.10 says in the Amplified, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus said, I came that they may have and enjoy life. In, in the Amplified, and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full Till it overflows. Yeah. Man, I love this description of life. First of all, John 10.10 10 is one of my favorites. It's one of the, it's really one of the foundational scriptures of Boomerang Church. And uh, it's one of, one of our keys, one of our core thinking is, all right, there is a thief. He's coming for one purpose, you know, basically stealing, killing, and destroying negative stuff. You know, devil, bad, God, good. It's really simple. And, um, and Jesus came, though. Not just to satisfy, not to survive, but to thrive. He came to overflow our life, that we might have and enjoy life to the full till it overflows. Till it overflows. The whole point is for it to flow through us. God wants to get life flowing through us because that's how he touches the world. That's how he touches the world. He flows through us. It's not just about us alone. See, think about this. If he's overflowing my life, how's my life? It's full. It's awesome. It's in the overflow, right? If, I'm, if I purpose myself to have enough to pour out on other people, I'm going to be full. And can you see that? God's plan, if I will say, Lord, let me be the, see God's plan in that. I'm going to be the servant of all. But I can't be a servant without overflowing into them. And if, but if I de determine, Lord, let me serve other people. Let me serve other people. All of a sudden, what does that mean? That means God has to flow into me and through me. He has to flow, overflow out of me, which means my life is always full. There's always a fullness. There's always a fullness. So when we de determine in our hearts and purpose in our hearts, to be a servant and to give, then all of a sudden we'd start moving in the overflow. You see, this is what's messing up a lot of people. They're trying to figure out all their solutions for themselves instead of, and they're trying to fix everything, fix everything, fix everything, when they just need to say, Lord, what do you want me to do and how can I serve? And then all of a sudden, all of the flow and the overflow will go. Right, That overflow will be there and it will overflow. All of a sudden that anointing that God moves through you to other people will help strengthen you for yourself. 
And this, this is one of God's plans. And so now think about it. When he just says, basically, if you'll just serve people, the servant is the greatest, you know. You see that in the kingdom. Well, see, we've been trying to serve ourselves. We've been after that bar of gold so much, trying to fix everything. Trying, you know, well, I got to do this right, and I got to do this right, and work on the list. If we'll just start serving, all of a sudden we'll find the help that we need too. 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 <laughs> the help that we need too. <laughs> I know you're like, like, did he know he said that? The help that we need too when we start to serve. And we need to get that through. We need to get that through to us. We need the Lord to get that through. We need to receive that. Lord, help me do this. How many people, how many people have ever had a revelation or God's told you something and like two days later you're talking to your best friend? And all of a sudden they're going through something and that revelation that you got is exactly what they needed to hear. Now you got to ask yourself this question, was that revelation for you or for them? Was it, given, was it like, ooh, I thought this was for me, but it was actually for them. Or was it for, for you and then he's like, I'm going to use what I gave to you and give it to them too. See, a lot of times if we'll just get focused on other people beside ourselves, that anointing will flow and this is why God wants us to be to the full till it overflows. To the full till it overflows. It's one of, the, one of the problems that people have in finances, and it's why finances is one of the least things in the kingdom. Yeah, but, but it's tripped up so many people in denominational circles for so long because as soon as you start talking about finances, they shut down. That's why we want to develop a culture that's excited about tithes and offerings. You know, why? Because if you can't get excited about tithes and offerings, you're not going to get excited about 90% of what's in here. It's actually, you're going to be held back from some of those things, and we want to walk in the fullness of what God has for us. So one of the things that, that you start to see is, when I start to pay my attention to the things of God and honor the things of God, like what Corey was saying, when I start to actually honor God's things Pay attention to the connections that he's made in our church, uh, you know, in other ministries that the Lord has supernaturally connected us to in covenant ways like with them and us. Uh, but the, it starts really where you're planted at your own church. But when I pay attention, Lord, let me take care of your house before I take care of my house. When we, when we start to focus beyond ourselves, God says, now I can flow through you. Now I can overflow you and bring you to abundance. And that's where we want to get, get to. We want to overflow in every area of life. But again, what does that take? I'm not focusing on me. I'm not focusing on myself. I'm focusing on, Lord, what do you want to do? How can I be a blessing to others? I'm focusing outside of myself, and the Lord has a flow through and overflow so that it overflows into other people's lives. Part of God's plan. So Jesus says, again, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. One of the ways that he steals from us and destroys the plan and kills that destiny is he'll get us to only focus on ourselves and what we're trying to accomplish, and we won't focus on anything else. I can tell you this, and, and not, not being self-serving at all, 
in this way. It's just biblical. If you'll start focusing more like on the place where you're planted and the vision of boomerang, if this is your house, if you'll focus on that, God will actually get the solutions to you that you've, that you've been looking for for years. And But people don't see that because they're like, well, he's just trying to get us to do this or do that. No, I'm trying to get you blessed because it says Psalm 92, 13, planted in the house of the Lord, you flourish in the courts of heaven. And when it is spoken in heaven, it has to manifest here. And so we will flourish in those spiritual things when we will give ourselves to the vision of the soil that God has chosen to plant us in. So when we give our time, like what Corey was saying, our time, our talents, our resources, we connect with that. See, one of the things that ought to be on our heart all the time is, Lord, how can I continue to do exactly what you want me to do in my church and how can I increase it? How can I increase it? Not talking about becoming more busy, I'm talking about becoming more productive, right? Not more busy, not more busy. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Look, it, it, this, this is one of those things that I think we need to get through to us. It, we have to do what it takes, all right? The Lord shows us do what it takes in his word. He gives us that context. If I've given you something, you, you know, to whom much is given, much is required, take that word and turn it into something. Take that talent and turn it into something. But the issue is what we want to learn how to do is do more in less time. Be efficient and productive, not just busy. So just because you're active doesn't mean you're doing the right things. You can be active all your life, then stand in front of Jesus and him, and him say, you know, you say, Lord, Lord, and he says, depart from me, I never knew you. In other words... You were there and you were active, but you didn't accomplish. You were just busy. You know, there was no fruit there. So we don't want to get wrapped up in action only. That's a mistake that we made. We want to actually step into the place, or you know, one year, we want to step into the place where we are fruitful. Fruitful. That's what God judges. Not is the plant there, not, not is it active, is it fruitful. See, many plants, they have leaves on them, but they have no fruit. God's looking for fruitfulness and productivity. And so you believe God to help you be more fruitful, and more productive, not just active, not just present, fruitful. How can I be fruitful in the house where God's planted me? How can I be fruitful there? Amen? So one of the things that we're going to talk about here, and probably not this week, but uh, weeks after Kickstart, the Lord just gave us some wisdom and a strategy to be more fruitful even in the people that enter into these doors. And you're going to like it. It's actually, it's actually something that I think you'll really enjoy a lot, actually. It's going to be fun. And, uh, so, but to be more fruitful. Not just, not just active, but fruitful. One, one time I was walking and um, I used... I took my identity in being busy. And for so many years, people would say, how you doing? And my answer would be my default answer. I, we've been busy. We've been busy. And um, I thought, I really, not trying to deceive my own self, but I deceived my own self, like that made me valuable. If I was busy, I was valuable. And then one day, the Lord, 
I said, uh, somebody said that. They said, how's everything going? I said, we've been busy. And uh, the Lord said, do you want to be busy? And I was like, no. No, I don't, actually. Like, I don't want to be busy at all. Like, I'd rather, which would be better? You know, busy 24-7 every day of the week, and you produce 10 widgets, or busy one hour a week, and you produce 100. Like, I'd rather be busy, I'd rather be active and fruitful for one hour a week and produce 100 than be busy all week and produce 10, right? Forget about being busy, forget about being active, be fruitful. The Lord said, do you want to be busy? I said, no, I don't want to be busy at all. He said, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be productive, I want to be fruitful, you know. He said, then stop saying you're busy all the time. You're, you're prophesying busy. And I was like, oh my goodness, I just set up, I, I've set up the last 10 years of my life to be busy, 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 busy. And, and I'm like, what in the world? You know, like, why did it take me 10 years to get that through my head? I knew about confession. Sometimes... We just miss it. That had been ingrained in me. I, somewhere along the line, I had believed it. And praise God for the Holy Ghost. Think about that. One word, one word, there's more profit than silver and gold. See, I was not profiting, but this one word changed things and turned me into a fruitful person. He said, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be productive, efficient, fruitful, productive. You know, I don't want to be busy. I don't want to be busy. And let me just tell you something financially. There is not a lack of money in this world. And when you see this and get revelation of it, everything changes. Everything changes. There's, I realized it and when I was in business. I was sitting there and I had a poverty mindset towards things. And because I had a poverty mindset, that's what the produce was in my life. And I can remember I was trying, and one time when I had the chemical company, I, had, uh, I was trying to sell this pump, and this pump actually was very, very helpful to the customers. It took a load of work off time. They didn't have to think about it. I could set it. It would keep it efficient, and it would keep it right on, uh, right on schedule, and it would pump the chemicals in there. And this pump was like the greatest thing, and they cost at that time, the pump cost $150. Well, I don't know if you know about, about business and their finances, but $150 to a, a general-type corporation that's out here, that's nothing. Like, that, that is literally pennies to them. And I would try, and I, I, because I had this poverty mentality, because $150 to me was a lot. You know, here I am, I'm trying to make sales. I get an extra $150. I'm like, woohoo! You know, and that's, that's the way I felt. And, um, and you might not feel that way now, but that's the way I felt. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm thinking $150 is a lot. And so I would approach the customer, be like, here's this pump, and, and it'll cost you some money. Like, why even tell them that? Like, it's not like I'm going to give it to them? Like, it's going to cost you money. See, and at that moment, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm pulling something from them, and I got to get them primed so that they'll say yes to me. I'm like... It's going to cost you some money, but it, it's worth it. And now I'm selling them on it, you know. And they, nobody wants to be sold, right? And uh, so I, I realized, and I, I couldn't sell those pumps worth anything. 150 bucks. 
I couldn't sell them worth anything. And it was like, they really needed the equipment. It would save them that money in labor in about two months. Like that, it would easy. Two months, they would pay for itself just in the labor where a guy didn't have to come in and measure something and pour it in, you know. It would just save them in labor hours. You know, some guy doesn't have an hourly charge to do that. And so then all of a sudden, I, I was sitting there and... Um, and we had this other pump come in. It was nicer. And it was like it was like $300 or $400. And I just, one day, I forget what happened, but there was a catalyst. And I realized, these jokers got plenty of money. These jokers got plenty of money. And I thought, I've been fighting to sell this $150 pump. I said, you know what I'm doing? I'm raising the price of it. I'm raising the price. Up. They got plenty of money. They got plenty. And I said, they've been trying to, to shortchange me, and I've been shortchanging myself, and I'm trying to help them, and they're denying this thing for 150 bucks. I bumped it up. I bumped it up to 300 I sold the other, the nice pump, for like four or $500. And as soon as I said, you need this pump, just get it now. I wasn't selling. I was just telling them what to do. They're like, oh, okay. I'm like, what? I've been fighting for years at 150 bucks. I doubled the price. I'm making profit now. And they're like, they're like oh, okay, I'm going to write the check. Who do I make it to? I mean, on, on one hand, I was really frustrated. On the other hand, I was like, well, glory to God, I just made $150, you know. I made more profit off of that pump. But I realized that if I kept cheapskating my approach they were never going to release that money and and here was the other thing it was one of the things that I started to realize was they weren't lacking in money the world is not lacking money we're lacking a mindset of God's prosperity we've been lacking a mindset of his prosperity now I won't, I'm using finances to prove a point you don't want to be busy. You want to be productive. You want to be productive. What that means is stop thinking that everything I do is only minimum wage thinking. And I'm not just talking about money. I'm thinking about you are valuable to God. You are valuable to his kingdom. You are carrying something and it's worth more than gold. You have anointing in your hands. Stop taking worldly hands and laying them on people's heads to pray for them and take the anointed hands of heaven with Jesus Christ coming in and overflowing and through you to the world. There's not a lack for the children of God. Just like there's not a lack of money in the world, you can start to believe that I can do things that I can make money in and I can do things that will be profitable and fruitful to me and I'm not always going to be in poverty in every area of my life. Finances, health, whatever. No, there's a supply. There's an overflow. And there's an overflow for sure in God. There's a heavenly treasure. There's a heavenly overflow. And you have an inheritance. You have an inheritance. 
And we've got to draw on that inheritance by faith, understand that we are favored, that God is going to give you supernatural wisdom and step you into place. And we've got to stop bringing this poverty mentality into everything that we do. You can be not busy, but productive. In other words, when I set my hand to it, it can go easy and light and overflow. Easy and light and overflow. Easy and light and overflow. Overflow. The other day, you know, recently, you may have heard me talking about it. I've really enjoyed it. But uh, we did the we did the class on the cryptocurrency and stuff like that. And if you haven't watched it recently, uh, like Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these things have been down. And uh, they've, been, they've been not doing well. There's been a lot of uncertainty in the market. And see, a lot of times that's when people flip out. But you, you, have, you have an overflow. You have wisdom. You have God working on your side. You have people that will call you and say, hey, uh, you might want to check this out. See, here's, here's what a lot of people don't know. And I want you to understand this. Most of our lives, for the majority of people, there's a few people that know this and understand it, but most of our lives, for the majority of people, we've been moved around like puppets on the string in, this, in finances and in these economies, and they've been, they've been just using us to, to bring just their own resources to themselves. And so people move stuff. Here, here's the thing. When there's big controversy and big ups and downs, most of the people that make good money, they make it when there's conflict. They make it in wars. They make it when there's, when there's up and down. They love to see big moves in the market. So what they'll teach is that when a market makes a big move down, oh, we don't know what's going to do. Meanwhile, they're buying it all up. They're, they're utilizing that down to buy at a low price so that later on when it goes high, they can have it. See, when they, when they understand that, they're like, they don't care if the market goes up or down. They're making money both ways. And see, when you have, I want you to see this, some people are doing that from a wicked stance. But see, what, I, what we need to see is it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. We're the blessed of God. We're the blessed. We're the head and not the tail. We have access to a resource higher than us. He'll show us what to do, when to do, how to do it. He'll put you right in place. You know, one of the things, even with this, even with this up and down, one of the areas are the NFTs. And, and I'm, you know, I just want to tell you this because here it is. Here's a whole market. There is billions of dollars being moved in this stuff. And most people never even heard of it. Never even heard of it. These little, little pictures on a website, and people are selling them. Like I saw one just the other day. It's a picture sold for like $18,000. $18,000, that's a small one. Now, many of them, are, they'll sell for $100, $300. My point is, God can place you in the right place, and all of a sudden, you're, you're making good money on things. It, there's not, there is not, a lack of supply. There's not a lack of money. There's not a lack of supply. And, and why am I talking in this way? Because some of the things that you can see in the physical world can be applied in the spiritual world that there is not a lack of supply with God. 
And so don't believe that you've got to work day and night, sun up to sundown, every day of every week, of every month, of every year, just to get by. There is no lack in the kingdom of God. There might be a lack of faith in us, but there's no lack in the kingdom. And so when we start to see what God has given us, how He's given us, and you start to believe, Lord, big things are coming in right now. Big things are coming in right now. Big things are coming in right now. All of a sudden, God gives you one idea. He changes one way that you're thinking, and you move, you move from that old poverty mentality, you start moving into, I'm blessed, I'm in the overflow. And, and not just the overflow of the anointing, the overflow of healing, the overflow of discipleship, but also the overflow of your finances. I'm blessed, I'm blessed. You know, talking about you, talking about me too, but talking about all of us. We're blessed, we're blessed. See, when we see that and we understand that, when we see that and understand that, you start operating differently. You're looking for an overflow. You're expecting an overflow. You're expecting it. I do it, you know, ever since I started understanding and we started receiving better, I, every day when I get home, the first thing I'll do is I go, and well, I, now we got Amazon helps us too, but uh, I go home and I open the front door and I want to see, is there anything out here waiting on me? Anybody bring something to my house I'm unaware of? And many days, I've walked out and there's like an envelope or there's, there's something there. I'm like, glory to God. You know, most of the time it's Amazon packages because of Abigail and, you know. <laughs> Come out, that addiction. <laughs> she doesn't even do it. She just had one yesterday, so I had to pick on her. So, anyway... You know, a lot of times, see, when you get in this expectation, you're expecting things to go well. You're expecting them to be in your favor. Why wouldn't you be? You're a child of God. Why wouldn't you be? See, here's the issue. If you don't have an expectation towards that, you don't have a faith towards that. If you don't have an expectation towards it, you don't have a faith towards that. God's getting ready to do big things in your life. He's getting ready to pour out. Now, you don't take a message like this and go, you know, go buy your Maserati with 1,800,000 payments. You know, First of all, God probably didn't tell you to do that. But what you do is you change your thinking. Like, I'm not going to be busy. I'm going to be productive. I'm not going to be busy. I'm going to be fruitful. I'm, my increase is coming. My increase is coming. My increase is coming. And Corey was exactly right. Who you hang out with makes all the difference. Who you're listening to makes all the difference in the world. All the difference. Tell, all right, um, I know a part of this, get a mic, buddy. I know a part of this catalyst, and you, the Lord may have you share it at another time, that, the beginning of this, but I just want you to give a couple of testimonies of what's happened since, like, November right, in finances, but don't, don't tell them the beginning part, because you know why, but don't tell them that, the Lord will have you share that later on, I'm sure, in, in some form or fashion, but we were talking about it the other day, and you know what I'm talking about, okay, let me, let me make sure I'm clear, because I want you to share a certain part, but not all of it, 
And the re only reason I don't want them to share the other part is because it would look like it's self-serving to me. And so the Lord had you, had you do some things. But one of the things that I want you to share is, like in this, in this space that we've been talking about, you just started, you, you had a little, and then you just, you were hanging around, had opportunities open up, and uh, all of a sudden you're, you're seeing some realization. You're seeing some fruitfulness. So just share a little bit about that. But what I want you to see about that is part of the reason why, come on up, part of the reason why he's having that fruitfulness is because who he's hanging around. Because the, the opportunities that are there and things that are going on. So just share what's on your heart on that. Yeah. Um, so basically, I, I remember um, a while ago, um, pastors started like bringing up different like investment opportunities and stuff like that, that in my head sounded stupid. Um, and I'm just being honest, in my head, um, it, sounded, it just sounded silly. Um, but I just kept hanging around with you, uh, sticking, sticking around, and, um, and then the Lord started just putting a piece in my spirit, and he started um, just, like, there, there were different um, investment opportunities that, sh that rose up, and I just had, like, a bit, really strong uh, peace in my spirit. Like, the Lord kept directing me towards that uh, opportunity, and so I decided to invest at that point, um, it was about $300 uh, into that investment, and within, and, and you know, like there were even, there were even red, red flags in the natural on that specific investment. Logical, yeah. Um, and, but I, I, like the Lord kept drawing me back to it, drawing me back to it. And uh, within two weeks, um, that investment, I was able to flip that investment 15 times what I, what I put into it. Um, so, math. That's more. It's a lot more. It's 15 times. Um, but, you know, and, uh, and, you know, the Lord just kind of kept leading and leading and leading. And, and that, that initial $300 investment into that, uh, into that um, has just multiplied even more so um, to where, like, it's a, a lot more. Um, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is right now, but the Lord's just been leading and, uh, and just, you know, the Bible says that he'll lead you in peace. Um, yeah. You know, you'll be led forth in peace. And so that's, that's what I've been holding on to. And the Lord just blessed it and multiplied it um, to the point where, like, like, like I said, in my own natural logic, it sounded silly. It sounded foolish. And so, like, I was telling someone about it. And obviously, in their mind, it sounded silly and foolish. But then I started just sharing the testimony. Like, because at the same time when I was sharing that, I was like, I just had a peace. The Lord was telling me to do this. I knew that it was the Lord. And so I was just telling them this. And then, um, and then I told him about, the, just shared the testimony. And God blessed it 15 times, you know. Then, then, like, at that point, they're like, okay, so. In two it, weeks. In two weeks, yeah, in two weeks. And, um, and they, they came up to me and they were like, well, you know, if, if the Lord shows you anything else, <laughs> you know, um, just, just let me know. And uh, it was just cool because, like, it. it if anything, it was an open door, you know, for them to see that, hey, when you listen to the Lord and when you're obedient to what he tells you to do, um, there's profit, you know, sure. there's yeah. profit in it. And, and you read that in Deuteronomy 28 when it says, and they'll see, you know, they'll, the, the world will yeah. look and they'll see it. It's a tangible thing. It's not yeah. a hidden thing. They'll see it and they'll know that, that God's with you. And the Bible says kings will come to the brightness of your rising. 
But see, God wants to bring a brightness to you. And I, and I want to say that this is not investment class, Sunday morning investment class. That's not the point. The point is there's more waiting on you as a child of God than what we've been taught to believe in. God is not sitting up in heaven with empty storehouses. And so one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, before, now, I mean, you went from that, you know, three or $400 to having a small portfolio that's working for you and bringing about some things uh, for you. But my point is, when you started that, did you believe that there was that much to be had no. <laughs> but hanging out with the right people gave you some hope in that and some, some higher vision, right, for what was out there. And, that, and could you, like, now you, now you can see that space a little bit better, but did you ever imagine that much money was transferring and flowing? Oh, no. It's, it's impressive. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I know that's what I'm saying, and most of the people in the world don't even know about it. So my point is, there there's money going places all the time. There's always those things, and when you actually when you think that there's not enough money, and like then all of a sudden you're going to think that I'm constantly scrounging for money, right? But here's the issue: is we take that same thinking into God's God's system. And we think that we're always scrounging to get a healing. Thank you, sir. We think we're always scrounging to walk in the anointing. We think we're always scrounging for wisdom. There's no shortness of supply with God. There is no shortness of supply with God. Finance is just one area, and it's the smallest area, but it is such a teacher of the systems and the ways of God. Finances is just, it's a little thing in the kingdom. And, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's Corey being here because he's in business. He's drawing the finance talk out of me. But um, you got high faith on your believing to receive high stuff this week. Well, it might be all you. Maybe they don't want it at all. It just might. You'll take all of it. Yeah. <laughs> it might be all you. But, no, I, obviously this is not what I was ministering on. But the issue is when you see that in the world, and I was just saying it the other day, there is no shortness. There is no lack of supply of finances. There's a principle there. What you start to realize is we have had a mentality of poverty so that every time we approach something, we feel like there's not enough. And then that puts us in the way that I was when I was selling those pumps. And everything we approach, we have no confidence in, we're not believing for favor. We're believing for it to be hard. We're believing it for that way. That same deception that I had in a poverty thinking in, in the world as a salesman, I've found that Christians have had as they approach the throne. That's the whole point. There's no shortness of God's supply in our life until you believe that there's shortness. Was there a shortness in, in the selling of those pumps when I was in the chemical? Was there a shortness of money? Was there a shortness of need? No, there was a shortness in my confidence and my faith to sell them. And so the same thing happens to us because, see, we, we don't realize it as a whole, 
But our society has taught us to, to be that way and to think that way. And the same thing that the reason I wanted Buddy to share that testimony was he went in thinking, all right, I don't know, maybe this something, maybe not. But he had the peace of God. He followed the peace of God. But the biggest issue is that, that I want him to point out was he had no idea how much was being transferred every single day. He had no idea. And he was shocked at the amount. And then you start to realize when that much is being transferred, I don't even need that much of it, right? I just need a little portion of what's being transferred there. And he's seen some of those, seen some of those areas. That's the same thing with God. Like you don't, you don't need but a breath from God. And your life goes. But if you think that it's some big major thing for God to heal you, then it's always going to be a chore. It's always going to be hard. But if you think, oh my goodness, my God who loves me so much, I just walk right up there, all of a sudden the blessing of God's going to fill my life. All of a sudden the blessing of God's going to overflow my life. I know He's going to do it. I know when I come to Him, it's going to be easy in life. I know when I come to Him, God's got it. There is no lack of His power. Is His arm shortened that it can't reach me and touch my life? Scripture, is his arm shortened? Is there a lack of God's power? Is there a lack of his desire to bless us? No, there's no lack in God. There's nothing that we need that God doesn't have a full supply of. When we see that and we walk in that, all of a sudden that we our whole mindset changes. You can take it into fasting. Lord, uh, Lord, you know, I know, I said fasting. We just came off fasting. Everybody's like, oh, fasting. I know, I know, I know, I get it. But uh, you can take it into fasting. You know what's interesting about this last fast? I have heard more people say that was the easiest. Pastor JB said it this weekend too. That was the easiest fast I've ever done. And if it wasn't your easiest fast, I'm sorry. But um, it seemed that way to me. It seemed that way to Nicole. I was talking to Teddy. Uh, and uh, he said, this is the easiest fast I've ever done. Pastor JB said that. And what does that tell me? That tells me there was a grace on fasting. Across the world, there was a grace. And if you fasted, you heard from the Lord. And uh, that means God's doing something. God's up to something. It's more than just working the word. He's got his hand, and he's moving in this earth. You know what he's doing? He's multiplying the increase to his people. He's multiplying the increase, not just money, not just money, but don't you let go of a good God and a loving Father that will help you. But see, here's what I think. When we go into fasting thinking, oh, God, oh, this is going to be so hard. Oh, Now, see, you're believing in a lack of supply. But if you go into it like this is going to be good, like I'm going to feel it, I'm going to feel it, but God's going to help me. Because there's no lack of supply of his grace. God's going to help me. All of a sudden, your faith goes up to another level in that, and you're going to operate in a different level. Man, it must be a good message. People are giving after they gave. Amen. Lord, bless it. Everything that people give, moved by your spirit, moved by faith. Thank you. Apparently, this is a message that God wanted to preach this morning. Amen. Glory to God. See, there's no lack of supply. And, and when we go into fasting, we think there's going to be a lack of supply. Guess what? It, it's, going to be, it's going to be difficult, right? You go, in, you go into soul winning and you think this is going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But there's no lack of supply for the grace 
that's in God. There's no lack of supply. It's how we approach it. Just like how I approached my customers, that there was a lack because of how I approached it. If I approach the riches of heaven like there's going to be a lack, then I'm going to experience the lack. Remember the scripture that says, As your faith is, so be it unto you. This is a principle of God. So when we get in here and we start to recognize who God is, what He's made available to us, what is the inheritance towards us who believe exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we can ask or think. That means you can't even think and ask or imagine for something bigger than what He's already given to you. It's in you. It's in, in us. It's, we have an inheritance. It's an inheritance on this level. The same level in Ephesians 1 that raised Jesus up from the dead. That raised Jesus up from the dead. Resurrection power on the inside of every believer. I'm talking to some blessed people this morning. And you don't have a lack of supply. You got and you were designed for an overflow. You have and you were designed for an overflow. That's how you were made. That's us. That's how you were made. You were designed for an overflow. If you think it's going to be hard, guess what? It's probably going to be hard. You think it's going to be easy, guess what? Probably going to be easy. We're not talking about the science of the mind. We're talking about spiritual principles that God put in place from the foundation of the world. And what you expect is what's going to come to you. Now I want you to just close your eyes right now. Amen. I just want you to close your eyes. And I want you to think, what am I expecting? What am I expecting out of this week? Woo! What am I expecting out of the word? What am I expecting? What am I expecting? And, and before you get to answering that, I want you to answer this. What can you expect? On what level can you expect? On what level? Can you get a word this week that will change everything? Can you get a word this week that all of a sudden it will go from hard and heavy to easy and light? One word can change it all. Now see, if you knew that word already, you wouldn't even be asking God for it. So it's not coming from us or from our logic. But how many people know? You can be standing there all of a sudden right in the middle of the message. God say one thing and it clicks. Boom! And you see it. You see it. All of a sudden you're standing in front of Brother Tracy and he speaks one word. You weren't expecting, you weren't expecting what he said, but you were expecting what was in what he said. I don't know exactly what the details are of the word that might have been preached. The details of the word that might have been spoken to me right when I was standing up in the prayer line. I don't know the exact words he might say, but I know this. It's going to carry the weightiness of heaven. It's going to be more precious than silver or gold. It's going to overflow my life and it's going to help other people's lives to overflow too. We're moving into something this week. I'm in expectation. There's no lack in God. I'm drawing on Him and I'm going to receive it this week. This is my week. Amen. I thought I was teaching this morning. I'm done going and preaching. Preaching. Sometimes we need a good preacher. 
Thank you, Father. Now just close your eyes. On what level can you expect? On what level? Just put up Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that, hear this, He births glory. He births glory. You know what the glory of the Lord will do for you? Remember when he said, he said, show me your glory. Moses said, show me your glory. And God said, I will cause all my goodness to pass before you. He births glory into our lives. He births all of his goodness in our lives. He is the father of glory. The father of glory. He may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, knowledge of him. Not of the world, but of him, of his goodness, of his might, of his magnificence. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The inheritance is already there. The riches of his glory in the saints. There's no lack of his riches in you. The devil's taught you there is. The world's taught you that there is. You are valuable in his eyes. God's, God's deposited something in you. You have an inheritance. You have an inheritance. You're a child of God. You're a daughter of the king. You are something in God's eyes. And I know, I know, the world sometimes has beat us, beat us up, chewed us up, spit us out, and that's how we feel. I know that there have been things that have happened that have come against us, and there's things that even you and I have messed up and done wrong. But God sees you as his child. And even in the worst moments, he sees you. He sees you. And he says, I see you. I love you with an everlasting love. And it's our job. It, now hear this. It is our job to take on hope. It's our job that no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, Lord, I put my hope in you. Like Job that hit his knees and started worshiping God. Like in Isaiah where it says, take off that garment of heaviness, that spirit of heaviness, and put on a spirit, a garment of praise. Put on that garment of praise. To pick up. Our job is to pick up hope. On what level can we expect what are you expecting this week? Lord, give me a word. Break off this thing that's held me in addiction. Break off this thing that's been holding me back. Break off this thinking that's bound my thinking. Yeah, I come against these spirits that have held people in bondage for so long like if they couldn't get free, they couldn't break loose. They don't want to be like that, but they couldn't break free. They couldn't get loose. And Lord, I break it off now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I come against that garbage. This is your week of freedom. Amen. It, say it with me, everyone. This is my week of freedom. This is my week of freedom. 
I receive it, Lord. I receive your help. On what level can we be in expectation? That we know what is the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness? The surpassing, not just great, the surpassing greatness of His power, not our power, His power towards us who believe. Say it with me. Say, I'm one of them. His power is pointed towards me. His surpassing greatness of His power, His glory, His riches. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of His might, not our might, His might. Think about that. Which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in heavenly places. I want you to think about that. How can I work one, one hour a week and make more than I used to make all week? Because it's His power working in you, not your power anymore. His power. See, it's His power that's pointed towards you, towards us who believe. It's His power. How can I walk in a supernatural power when this sin's been wrecking my life for years? How can I break free of this? Because it's not going to be your power anymore. There's not a lack of His power in you. I see it, Lord. I have a power on the inside of me. I have a power on the inside of me. I have a power on the inside of me. Go to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. On what level can we be in expectation? On what level can we be in expectation? On what level can we hope? Now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us. To Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. What is it? Him who is able to do not just abundantly, far more abundantly, beyond all that we ask or think, one translation says, or imagine. He does far more abundantly than I can even imagine. Far more, far more than I can even imagine. Fill us up with the fullness of God. Fill us up. One last place I want you to go. Go to 2 Timothy. I want you to see something. You ever been wanting to believe God and you just weren't feeling it? You ever been wanting to believe God? Lord, I want to believe like Pastor Brian's talking about this morning. Hey, you might even be all in with the message. Amen, hallelujah. You might, be, you might be thinking, glory to God, this is my message this morning. You got a smile on your face already. But even on the inside of you, you kind of know already. I'm still not believing high enough. Like there's just a knowing. Like I want to reach up there with my hope, but I know, I know I'm not. I know I'm not. I feel like that with the Lord quite often actually. Because I just know how big he is. And I know, Lord, I should be believing and expecting more and I should be hoping more. I want to show you something. This was a a scripture I was going to go in the other message. But I want you to see this in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or fear. The King James says fear. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. 
and of, and of discipline or a sound mind. A sound and disciplined mind. He's given, now I want you to see this. He's given us a spirit, not of fear, but he's given us a Holy Spirit of a sound mind. A spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind. Right? Is that correct? He's given us the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will help us on how to think. The Holy Ghost will help us. When we're going through something, we don't know what we're going to do. We don't know how to get to that next level. That's when we pull on the Holy Ghost. Now what's interesting is we quote that verse, we quote that verse by itself. But we don't realize it's tied to the verse in front of it. It's tied to the verse in front of it. In the Young's literal translation, verse 6 actually doesn't have a period at the end but a comma. Because they go together. Now look at verse 6 though. Verse 6 says, For this reason I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you by the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound and disciplined mind. So what we see is, God says, when you're in that place and fear tries to grip you, let me put it this way, lack tries to grip you. When you're in that place and, and like, Lord, I know I need to be believing for more, but I, I just I can't even feel like I can believe for more right now. I don't even know how to believe for more right now, Lord. I know you're asking me to put an expectation on things, and I know that even right now, even after hearing this preaching, I agree with it, I agree with it, but I know right now I'm still, like, I feel like I'm struggling. That's where he tells us what to do right there. He says, look, I've not given you a spirit of lack, a spirit of fear. I've not given you a spirit of any of that. What I've given you is a spirit of power. I've given you the Holy Spirit of power. I've given you the Holy Spirit, right, of love. I've given you the Holy Spirit of a sound and disciplined mind. That verse before it tells you to stir up the gifts. We do that by praying in the Holy Ghost. See, you can be sitting in here saying, Lord, I don't even feel this right now. I, I, I want to, I want to, my spirit man wants to, but my flesh is weak right now. And that's when that verse in verse 6 tells you, kindle it up. Well, how do we kindle up the Holy Ghost in us? We start praying in tongues. See, when you're facing something and you don't feel like it, that spirit of fear rises up. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm strong enough. I've been trying to do this for years. I don't think I can break through. That's when you put on a different spirit. You take off that worldly spirit and that worldly thinking and you let the spirit of God's love and power and a sound and disciplined mind get a hold of you. And you kindle it. You start praying in the Holy Ghost. It's why the devil fights the Holy Ghost so much. Because it's a power that breaks loose that lack in people's lives. It breaks loose that fear, that, that place where they can't overcome. Just pray with me right now. Let the Holy Spirit pray out of you and through you. You think God wants us? Now just open your mouth and do it by faith right now. Don't wait on it to blow out of you. Put it on in Jesus' name. The devil's trying to hold it back. He's trying to hold you back. I'm done with you, devil. And you do it by praying in the Holy Ghost. You see that God's plan 
God's plan is for us to overflow. Well, he was the first one that overflowed. He takes his spirit and he overflows the Holy Ghost into us. Lord, I don't even feel like I can do it right now. But by faith, because I trust you and your goodness, I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost and I'm going to stir up that gift. And that gift is going to stir up the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. It's going to prep me, prepare me. It's going to get me where I need to go. It's going to get me an expectation to hear a word. Get me an expectation for a breakthrough. Get me an expectation for the fullness. There is no lack. There's no lack. Amen. There's no lack. Woo-hoo. Yeah, glory. Thank you, Lord, for your breakthrough. Lord, we put on expectation this morning. Lord, we put on expectation this morning. Lord, there's no lack in you. There's nothing you're holding back. You're not holding back any good thing from those who walk uprightly. Is abundance a good thing? He's not holding back an abundance from you. Is overflow a good thing? He's not holding back an overflow. Hey! So, Lord, bring us. Bring us to the place. Bring us to the place. Yeah, I see that, Lord. Thank you. I heard the Lord say this as I said that. Lord, bring us to the table. Bring us to the table. Do you understand that if God invited you to eat at His table and fill you with all good things, many of us at multiple times would not feel worthy to come to the table. I hear the Lord say to pray it out. Bring us to the table, Lord. See, what a, one, many times what's going on, the devil's been attacking. He's been going after you. been going after your health, going after your finances, going after your joy. And you get to the place where you get beat down and run down. You don't even feel like coming to the table. You don't even feel like it. Generally, it feels like this. You're sitting in a service, and it's like, I know that's good stuff. I don't even feel like amening. I don't feel like smiling. Like, that was pretty funny, but I'm mad. I, I, that's pretty funny, but he doesn't know what's been going on in my life. And that's the devil trying to get you to avoid the very table that will fix everything. Come to the table. Come to the table of God. Come to the feast. Come to the banquet of God's goodness. It's our job to do it by faith. Now hear this, hear this. What was the problem of the Israelites in the wilderness? When you go into Hebrews chapter 3 and 4, you see that they had a hard heart. And here's what it was. When a word was spoken by God, they didn't mingle faith with that word. They heard the word, but they didn't put faith with that word. See, that's the issue. The devil can talk us out of coming to the table. God had a table in the promised land, but they had, they had allowed their thinking and their expectation to be lowered so much in Egypt that when God's, God himself made a promise, they said, no, that can't be it. I'm telling you, God's about to make you a promise right now for things bigger than you can have. But you can't sit there. You can't sit there in the expectation of the world. You've got to put expectation in God.
There's no lack of God's goodness and His glory. He's moving you up. You can't sit there and be like, oh, we've just had it so rough and so hard. That may be so. And I've been there. I've, I've had those days. I've had those moments. Man, it was rough. And it, I, was, I was done with it. And I'm even wondering, like, God, are you real? And what I found out was, when I turned to the Lord and said, Lord, just like Job, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I missed it. Somebody else missed it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But Lord, I turn my, I bend my knee to you. I hit my knees and I worship you, Lord. I receive from you. I put myself in expectation. Lord, bring us to the table. And see, here's the issue. All I'm asking him to do is to get that. When we pray, bring us to the table, it's simply a matter of us receiving that it's our responsibility to approach the table boldly, right? You can do that. He's told you to do that. He's commanded us to do that. We can approach His throne boldly. We can come to His table. And at His table, we'll find the feast that solves it all. In His table. But we can't sit back and think about how bad it's been, how hard it's been. Think about how all the devil's been doing stuff. No, we need to change our thinking. How good has God been? How much does He want to do? What's He doing in our lives right now? What's God up to? He's about to release a word of expectation that changes everything. He's about to release a word from a place where there is no lack. He's about to release a word of abundance, a word of overflow in this week. He's about to kickstart this church, kickstart this area, kickstart your life and, and crank you up for the things of God. You might have been that old, you know, that old beat up motorcycle in the shed that ain't been cranked for a long time. But God's got a kick in him that'll crank that thing, that'll turn that engine over. You might have been that one that the carburetor was all gummed up and ain't nothing even flowing through it. But I'm telling you, there's a kick of God's anointing and we're heading into a week of it where God, we don't feel it. We're like, nah, I'm just that old rusty motorcycle tub of bolts in there, but God's got a kick inside of him. He knows how to take a Peter and turn him into an apostle, right? He knows how to take a mess and turn it into a testimony. He knows how to take every single one of us, put a Holy Ghost kick in it, start us up, set us on fire, and we, we pass by a window and see us and we don't look like the old tub of bolts anymore. We look beautified in God's glory. In his glory. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, he's about to kickstart some people this week. <laughs> Will you be one? Will you be one? Will you be one? Are you sure? No matter what the devil's done, no matter how I feel, no matter what I've gone through, I'll be one. Lord, I'm receiving your kick, your anointed kick. You're about to turn over the engine of my life and things are going to be different in Jesus' name. Say it by faith. You know, I know sometimes our mind is like, I don't know how that's going to happen. I'm not asking your mind to figure it out. I'm asking your spirit man to say, I can believe that God will do it. How? I have no idea. But Lord, I believe. Say it with me. Lord, I believe. You're about to turn it over. You're about to turn it over. You're about to turn it over. 
I believe by faith. Not by logic, but by faith. You're about to turn it over. You're about to turn it over. Now, if you receive that, stand on your feet and lift your hands. Lord, I receive that. You're about to turn some things over. And listen, you might not even feel like standing. But here's what I want you to do. By faith, Lord. Yeah. Like, like I know. Like I'm doing this totally against my feelings. I'm going totally against my logic. But you are worth putting my faith in. You're about to turn it over. Woo! Glory. You're about to turn it over. About to turn it over. About to turn it over. Man, I preach myself happy. Glory to God. I don't do that all the time, but it happened this morning. Glory to God. If you want to receive that, I'll pray for everybody that wants to be prayed for. And we're going to release that anointing to kickstart. That one word will be more profit to you this week. One word. One word of God. More profit than all the silver, all the gold, everything you desire. You might not even feel like it, but you say, Lord, I know you're big enough to do it. My logic's telling me that, that it's not enough, but I know you are big enough, and I received that this morning. If that's you, I invite you to come up now. Right now, Lord, we love you. We praise you. We give you the glory. Lord, we receive your anointing that breaks not just some yokes, every yoke. We receive the anointing that breaks every yoke. We receive the anointing that breaks every yoke. Thank you, Lord. Kickstart in Jesus' name. Oh, kickstart in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Kickstart in Jesus' name. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Woo. Glory to God. Woo! Woo! Fire of God. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. Motorbosable. I got in front of you, I saw a dance coming on. Did you feel like dancing? No. Oh, glory. I saw a spring coming in your step. Coming in your step. In Jesus' name. Hey, 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 hey. A kickstart. A change. A kickstart. A change. A fresh dose. In Jesus' name. Of the Holy Ghost. Just lift your hands. You're about to receive help right now. Could you use some? Would you like some help? <laughs> well, glory to God, it's coming right now. In the name of Jesus. There it is. You didn't even feel like it. You, you didn't even feel like hardly coming up. <laughs> but there it is right there. I'm instantaneously changing things. Am I right? From the top of her head to the soles of her feet, a jolt of the Holy Ghost be. Help! Help! I come against all that stuff that's tried to 
tried to come against you, your family, your household, come against your mind, your body, every bit of it. Just say, Lord, I receive all of your help. And a kickstart, a turning over in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, just keep receiving. Just keep receiving. He loves you. He loves you. Isn't it funny how the devil will tell us that, that God doesn't even want anything to do with us anymore, and yet then all of a sudden you come up for prayer, don't even feel like it, and all of a sudden God just pours out. Oh, it's so precious. Lord, pour out your love right now. Lord, fill her and overflow her with your love from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah, kickstart. Oh, then a fresh turning over in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for opening up her eyes more and more to see what is you and what isn't you. Lord, let her see and discern more clear than she ever has before. She's sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Now let it be clear in Jesus' name. Not the fogginess, not the in and out and the sometimes. Oh, help her sit down over there. Yeah, help, help, help. In Jesus' name. Help, help, help. A turning over, a turning over, a kick start. Turning over in Jesus' name. A kick start, a kick start, a kick start. More, more, overflow, overflow in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. A kickstart. Just raise your hand. Yeah, help, help. You just tell that stuff to him. You just give him everything that you need to say. Just talk to him like you're talking to me, except maybe even better than you talk to me because sometimes you don't. And uh, <laughs> just talk to him. Amen. Will you do it? Just receive. Help. He's there for you. He's there for you. He's there for you. 
Don't you worry and don't you fret. Don't you worry and don't you fret. God's got this. God's working. He's bringing stuff to pass. Don't you worry and don't you fret. God's got this. He's working. He's bringing stuff to pass. Don't you worry. Don't you fret. God's got this. On purpose, you cast that regret. On purpose, you cast that care. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Don't you worry and don't you fret. But you cast that care and that regret in Jesus' name. Oh, you cast it on purpose now. On purpose. Ah, now look at here. Filled and overflowing. A house filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. In the name of Jesus. Praying in the Holy Ghost like I said earlier. Y'all pray in the Holy Spirit together. And overflow, and overflow, and overflow. <laughs> A big expectation. Now, that, now, later today and tonight, I want you all to get in an expectation. Lord, I'm expecting some things from you this week. I'm expecting. Now, you might not know the details. You might not even know what to ask for. But I'm expecting big words. I'm expecting big changes. Whether I have the words for them or not. I'm expecting on a supernatural and heavenly level. And we're receiving in Jesus' name. So, supra bani alto. Oh, but come cielo. Bani from the top of her head to the soles of her feet fresh, refreshing and infilling fire of the Holy Ghost yeah, fresh kick start a kick start a kick start Glory, glory. A kick start. Lord's making things easy. He's making things light. You turn into Him and He'll show you what's right. He'll show you how to respond and He'll show you how to react. Turn into Him. He'll show you what's right. You face some other situations here and at school. You'll face all these situations and you'll know what to do. You, you don't have to figure it all out. You just say, Lord, show me right here. And all of a sudden you'll turn around and it'll be a great year. Amen. <laughs> I can tell Pastor Tracy's coming. A kick start. A turn it over. A turn it over. Oh, see it. A turn it over. Glory to God. Hallelujah. A turn it over. Woo. Hey. A turn it over. 
a turning over. Hallelujah. I see it. That was for you personally. Oh, a turning over. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Woo, woo. That got me excited. Glory to God, a turning over. Stuff is turned. It's turned. It, you're not waiting on it. It's turned. They're even thinking. You've noticed it's been different. It's turned, but it's like it's going to kick into gear. Like it's running now. This is the week. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, a turning over. Amen. Hey, a turning over. Same, 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 same. Turn it over. I turn it over. Say me go Brahma, I turn it over. I turn it over. Something's changed. So you just hang on to it. Something's changed. Oh, it's good. It's good. You've been yielding to the Holy Ghost. You've been yielding to the Holy Ghost. And he said, I just heard him be so pleased. He's so pleased. He's so pleased with that. Those, those things that he's spoken and you've just yielded to. Oh, he's so pleased with you. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> I turn it over. I turn it over. I turn it over. I turn it over. Oh, I turn it over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> turn it over. I turn it over. I turn it over. I see it. I turn it over. <laughs> I turn it over. <laughs> oh, it, that spirit got on me, but what I saw, <laughs> that spirit of joy. That's what that's what the Lord's doing about your problem. <laughs> He's it's handled. In him is easy. The devil's trying this stuff. He's trying all this stuff. He's trying to do this. And Lord's like, he don't even know. I got this. I'm working it out. I've got it handled. And I see the Lord just like, this is so easy. And he wants you to grab a hold of it and go with him. Just Lord, I give myself to you. It's so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, glory to God. He's got it. 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 It's time for a kickstart. It's a week of kickstart. It's a week of overflow. It's a week to turn it over in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You received that too. <laughs> it's, a, it's a week to turn it over. Oh, hey, amen. Hallelujah. Kevin, come over here. Whoo. No, this Kevin, this one, the one attached to this Julie. <laughs> I just saw it right as I stepped in front of you. Was it three years ago or four years ago that y'all came to the first, that kickstart? Or three years ago? Yeah, three years ago. 
everything changed. Healing came, different vision, all of that stuff. You know, at that point, you didn't even know. Looking back now, you can probably see. Like, we, we, we didn't have a good path in front of us, in front of that word changing everything. When I stepped in front of you, this is what I saw. This will be like that year. And you know a lot more than you, than you did at that point. But there was such a difference. It's like the pendulum swung from where it was to where it has been. I see this week being a similar situation for you where it's like it's almost like salvation visited your house again. So get ready to receive. Lord, we receive and we're in great expectation. Oh, a poor now. This is our week. There's the anointing now. Yeah, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ha ha to Kobrini. Hanamu from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Flooding their house with your anointing and your mercy. Sobrani Hamodoromoso Beneme Karaboso Teneha. I see the Spirit of the Lord grabbing a hold of y'all, lifting you up, picking you up, supporting you, bringing you into the fold of His overflow. There's a word for you this week. There's a word for you this week. There's a word for you this week. There's a word. Get in expectation. Lord, you're kick-starting it. You're kick-starting it. You're turning it over. You're turning it around this week. This is our week. It's our week. We receive it, Lord. There's something that's going to change. It'll change in your thinking. It'll change in your heart. All of a sudden, you're going to operate on a different level. Yeah, and strength be, strength be. We just, we just reject all of that strife. We renounce all of the strife and concern and care of the world and that fear. We reject all of it. Ah, we don't have any part with it. Just say that with me. Say, Lord, we don't have any part with care or fear or strife. <laughs> oh, we receive your glory and your overflow. Yeah, we don't have any. See, even as you said that, there's a breaking off. You're coming out. Oh, you're coming out. It's been an attack on you. It's been heavy. It's been strong. The devil's tried to sack you. It's kind of like with Peter. He's tried to sift you. He's tried to sift you. And it's time for it to be done. In the name of Jesus. We stand against it. We stand together. Unified in faith towards God. Yeah, it's over. It's over in Jesus' name. It's over in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 The devil doesn't know the pressure that he's tried to put on you and how that pushed you into Christ and how you will continue to go into him and the Lord will shape you. He didn't realize he was trying to kill you, steal from you, and destroy your life, but because you had a foundation of the word, because you had a foundation, instead of allowing yourself to be absorbed in that, in that death and lack and scarcity because you had a foundation in the word you kept put pointing towards Christ you kept pointing your eyes towards Christ 
And he tried to kill you, but it worked in, in the reverse because of God's grace and his mercy. And all of a sudden, there's something coming out. There's something coming out of all those times. There's something coming out of all of that. And it's a beauty of God's work. Not He didn't put you there. He didn't put you through that. But God helped you right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of it. And there's a beauty coming out. There, there's a sharpness. There's a sharpness in your spirit. Not a harshness, but a sharpness like the sword of the spirit. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. There'll be things that you speak and know. You'll be able to help other people. They'll, be, they'll look at you as a role model. And you keep giving yourself to the Lord. You know, none of us has arrived. But you keep giving yourself. Study to show yourself approved. And in the name of Jesus, bring it about, Lord. Bring it about in Jesus' name. Yeah, amen. A turning over, a kickstart. This week I see it for you too. A kickstart this week. Oh my goodness, you're going to feel so refreshed coming out of this week. A kickstart, <laughs> a freshness. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Soboromo. My brother. Thank you, Lord, for your strength, your mercy, and your grace in every way. Thank you, Lord, for your strength, your mercy, and your grace for your son, for your child. Lord, right now, let the love of God, let your love permeate him in every fiber of his being, every ounce. Let your love be felt and sent. Let it overflow him in Jesus' name. Let, it, let, him, let the mind towards your love be renewed and see you like he'd never seen you before. Let it go to a new level. You're big enough to have multiple levels. Let that love that he has for you and your love that he has for him let it be exchanged in such a way that people desire to have what he walks in in that love. Let your love pour out in every way. In Jesus' name, just say it with me. Say, Lord, I receive your love. I have it. I take it. I receive it. Now receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Hallelujah. Turn it over. An overflow. An overflow. There's no lack. 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 Doesn't matter where you came from. Doesn't matter who got ahead and when you didn't. Yeah, there's no lack in Jesus' name. There's no lack to the wisdom he'll pour out. There's no lack to the finances. There's no lack to the anointing. Oh, glory to God. No lack. 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 Say, Lord, I yield to you. Everything you want to do, do. In Jesus' name. <laughs> In Jesus' name. Who? Bahaini Haiti. 
you need to hear that message today because even though some people may say that you have more than they do and you're walking, you've walked in more, you've only begun. You've only walked in a fraction and a small fraction of the blessings that God has for your life. There's a thinking that needs to be opened up. You need to see things differently. You need to see things differently. You need to see things differently. Go to those verses in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3. Meditate on them. Speak them. Confess them. Exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we ask or think. To all the fullness of God in the verse before that. This is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It's my inheritance. It's in me right now. I'm not waiting on it. He's already given it to me and granted to me everything pertaining to life and godliness. It is the surpassing greatness of his power to me. Who believes in Jesus' name? Yeah, mindset change. Mindset change. Going up, going up, going up. Overflow, fill and overflow, fill and overflow, fill and overflow in the name of Jesus and with long life. And with long life in Jesus' name. Say, Lord, I receive easy. I receive light. I receive an abundance. I receive an overflow. All right, well, you just said it. Now do it. <laughs> just receive that. Light, easy, overflow, and abundance. Easy and light and abundance and overflow. Easy and light and abundance and overflow. <laughs> easy. <laughs> It'll easy. will put a smile on your face. <laughs> easy and light. It'll put a smile on your face. Put a smile on your face. Seratico friend con babandio, paracopre et tenazzo pata bosso. Botore con the otteros, dana dos, soffre canamos to be. Yatini, dia copra ni. Yeah, an overflow. Easy and light. Overflow. Not busy, but productive. In Jesus' name. Hippicarabosso, banana bosso 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 me. Banamosso bom, banamosso bom, bacanamosso bom. I want you to see this and understand this. You have a heart of honor and a heart to serve, and you made mistakes just like everybody else has at different times. But I want you to see this. God's about to take that heart of honor, and you'll hit your knees in times. But He's going to take you, and He's going to take that honor, and He's going to stand you up. And He's going to stand you up for people to see as a heart of honor and people are going to see it and he won't hide it anymore kings will come to your rising kings will come to that glory rising on your life because you honored him he will honor you doesn't mean you got it all right it means give him every piece he asked for and watch what he'll do 
So apparently I got to get in all my words now because Brother Tracy might have it for the rest of the week. So we'll see. Strength and grace to handle the race. Strength and grace to handle the race. Not just handle it, but to overflow it. To run it in all of God's grace. Not just your own. Strength and grace. Strength and grace to handle the race. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you get something out of it today? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, amen. Not the message I had, but apparently it was the message that the Lord had. Amen. Amen. Hey. <laughs> what you doing? I love our church family. Amen. I love our church family. And next Sunday is Boomerang Blue Day, right? Amen. Come in your favorite Boomerang Blue. We'll talk about it all week. And uh, we praise God for you. Who's wrapping this up? Amen. Woo! Y'all ready for kickstart? Yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> going to be awesome. Amen. Lord, we give you praise and glory for all that you have done today. We do not leave here the same as we did walking in, but we are kick-started for kickstart. Lord, who's coming in hungry tomorrow? Who just got filled? Then that means you're going to be what for the rest of this week? Overflowing. It's not, you come, y'all, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you keep us in a state of perpetual overflow all week long. We're not drained. We're bursting forth. We're coming up. We're a fountain shooting, springing the water of life out of us. Lord, I thank you that you could knock over a fire hydrant and the water could burst forth, but it's nothing compared to how we're bursting forth this week with you. Are you going higher this week? Is it yours? Is this your week? Is it? Yeah? Amen. Then tell yourself that every day. When you're waking up in the morning, remind yourself, it's my day. This is my day. Kickstart starts tomorrow night. Be here. Be expectant. Be hungry. It's going to be phenomenal. Y'all, we have ministers traveling in from all over the country. Corey and Brandy just drove down from, well, Florida, then up. But, I mean, they were in New Hampshire to Florida to here just to be here. What an honor that you don't have to do that. It's brought to you. The glory's coming to your house. This house will house the presence of God all week long. It's going to be phenomenal. So kickstart this week at 6.30 p.m. Baptism, we're going to wrap up kickstart with that. So next week is Boomerang Blue Day. Come in your best Boomerang Blue attire. But then if you would like to be baptized, we're going to do a baptism service. It's going to be great. You can sign up for that on the kiosk on the kiosk out front. Also on the kiosk, giving statements. So taxes, we're not going to talk about those a whole lot. But if you gave into Boomerang, your giving statement is available. You can get instructions on the kiosk for how to access that. Super easy, not at all a problem. And if you would like more preaching and teaching, with Corey and Brandy Johnston tomorrow at 11.30 a.m. On the what's right broadcast, lunch plus, 
and Pastor Anthony, Pastor Eddie, all the other ministers coming in. Wow, I was not prepared to see Marky and Abby and myself and Buddy and Pastor. But there we are. If you would like to watch, you can get more teachings like this every single weekday at 1130. It's going to be awesome. We love you. Be blessed. Have a great Sunday because tomorrow we're coming back in. We love you very much. Thank mm-hmm. you.